Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. If you're listening on my podcast, welcome back. And if you're listening on Melanie's podcast, hi, I'm Faith. <laughs> we're, recording, <laughs> we're recording one episode for both of our podcasts because I know we just have so much to talk about and so much to say. And we thought we would just sit down and have just a heart to heart I feel like Melania and I are both open books. If anything, it's like going to be a two open podcast. So <laughs> Melanie, for my audience, why don't you introduce yourself and say who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. And I love that we are having this conversation. We're going to cover a lot of shit. I'm Melanie Childers. I am a feminist business coach and I teach ethical selling and simple scaling strategies for folks who want to scale, grow and scale their businesses with their values leading the way. So, and would you please introduce yourself for my audience? Welcome back, (laughs) bad bitches. What's up? I am joined today by the incredible Faith Mariah. Would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, I am a business mindset coach. I started as a social worker. I have over a decade of social work experience. I worked in domestic violence and at-risk youth. And then I ended up pivoting and becoming a blogger. I had a mental health blog that I scaled to full-time income. And once you quit your job and start making money online, everyone starts asking you, how are you doing that? And how are you making money? And like, I have a website, like, can you help me make it profitable? And so now that's what I do. I really combine the mindset and business strategy together in my program. And we teach simple business strategy along with the mindset stuff to actually execute it over a long enough period of time to get the result. So that's yeah. a little bit, that's like the short version, right? About me. <laughs> I love that. I love that we're, we're so similar and yet we started from very different places and yet we both teach business and mindset and simple business and simple strategies, because it, I think it's so easy to see everybody in the world doing a huge variety of things and not know what's going to work for you. And part of it is like, you got to try and you got to try shit and see what works. And part of it is like, you got to be strategic about it. And so like our conversation today is like strategic thinking and what to invest in. And we're going to go, we're going to take you on a a world tour of (laughs) a variety of things. I know. I'm like, Melanie and I both have a lot of thoughts and we're both open books. So I was like, I have to have her on the podcast so we could just talk about all the things. So the first thing I want to talk to you about that I'm so interested in is I saw you were writing your book because I was stalking you on Instagram as you do. (laughs) And I'm so excited to read it, but it's all about, you said, sell like a feminist. And I love all of the things you've been teaching about ethical selling. And I'd love to hear about, is that something you've always been interested in teaching or is that something that you've just really been focusing on recently and how did that all come about? It really came about because of the way I was taught by a couple of different people who would like call themselves like sales experts out in the world. And every, almost every single thing that I was taught felt so wrong in my body Like it just felt gross and icky. And like, I was like pushing people to do things and I did not love the way that I was being taught to sell. That's not to say that I wasn't successful with it, but I didn't love it. And so I was like, surely there is a more kind and humane and empathetic and consensual way to help people get the things that they want 
and to sell, whether it's on a call or in the DMs or, you know, wherever in person, wherever it is that you sell, that's respective of the human in front of, in front of you. That isn't like trying to push or berate or belittle or, you know, tell people how horrible their lives are going to be if they don't buy right the fuck now. It's like, why, why are we doing this pushy, aggressive shit? And can we find a better way? And so my take on selling is really like, look, if, if what you're doing in your marketing is building no like, and trust with someone, the last thing you want to do when they come to a call or a relationship and, and want to take that relationship further with purchasing from you is to violate that trust. Like why you've just spent a year nurturing this person and creating trust with that person. And now you're going to push them to make a decision or to buy right now today. Why, why are we doing this? And so it, it really came from like seeing what didn't seem effective to me and finding my own strategies and looking for how can I bring more feminist, more humane ways to all of our business practices, but especially selling that honors the human in front of you. And that honors, you know, you and your bottom line. And like, it all gets to work together so that it's a win-win for everybody. It doesn't have to be this awful feeling way of selling. I love that. And I've kind of like built my business that way. I feel like largely because my launches, every time we do a launch, we do a quarterly launch for my program. We do a huge three-day live event where I literally teach, I don't know, probably like eight hours of content. Like I'll be like live for hours. We'll do free coaching. We do, my team comes in a lot of times and does free training. We have guest experts. And my goal is always like, I want this free event to be better than most people's paid stuff. Like I want it to be more valuable than whatever the last thing that they bought was. And my experience doing that is like I help them get results. I provide value, like what you're saying. And then I think the no like, and trust is there. And we actually don't sell during the event, which I think is also different than what a lot I've seen a lot of business coaches do. So I don't pitch at all. Like all I do is teach. Like there's literally like the mastermind is closed. They literally can't buy anything, but what will start happening is so interesting because towards the end of the event, people will start DMing me and messaging the team and being like, can I buy something? Like, is she selling something? Like, I want to buy it. <laughs> and yeah. I just have them tell, yeah, the mastermind is going to open on Monday. We'll tell you all about it then. But right now, just focus on the free content. And I think the reason that that has been so successful is because, especially because I'm in business to business. And when you're a business owner, you're just sold to all the time. And we've all been to webinars where we're like waiting for the pitch, right? And we're like waiting for the thing. And on mine, it's like, it never comes. And they start kind of being like, wait, what? Like... <laughs> What is happening what, what right is now? Happening? <laughs> yeah. So I love like, that's been like, and really my strategy has been like word of mouth. Like a lot of my Legion strategy up until 200,000 was just other people bringing their friends to the next live event <laughs> and telling people to join. And so that's like really been my favorite kind of sales strategy. But it's interesting you say that because I get in my head sometimes because I do see like very fancy people talk about scaling or talk about sales and like, this is how you make it scalable and this is how you do it. And like, I've had a lot of times where I'm like, maybe I'm doing it all wrong. And like, maybe I need, and when I try to do those strategies, it never feels right to me. It always feels kind of like gross. It doesn't feel nearly as fun as just doing the events and then letting them join if they want the following week. Um, And like, 
I just love it because I get to teach and I don't have that weird pressure of like, oh, I got to pitch them and close them at the end of this day. Like, I love that because what, what you're really describing the way that I'm sort of processing that is like, you give them so much value that you create so much demand that you don't have to sell. You just open. Well, my goal with our free stuff is always like, yeah, I want, I want my free stuff to be so good that they're messaging me being like, can I buy something? Can I hire you? Right. And to me, that's when I know like, okay, we've, we've done our job. And then the other thing I always say is like, I don't expect them to trust me because I'm like, if you have a business and you're hiring business coaches, like you should be skeptical of everybody in this space. Like you should be right. And like, I'm like, if you're a smart business owner, you should be discerning about where you're investing your money and what you're spending money on and what you're not. I'm like, you don't have to take my word that my program is good. I'm like, first of all, we have a two week, no questions asked money back guarantee, not a fake money back guarantee where it's like, oh, you got to turn in 20 workbooks and attend 20 hours of calls. But like, if you go in for two weeks and it's not, you don't think it's going to get results for you or my coaching style isn't for you. We just refund you. Right. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, it's like, I'll prove it to you. I'll prove I can help you. You can just come for free to these trainings for this next week. And this is what we're going to do. And this is the result I'm going to get you. And I don't expect you to just believe I can help you. I'm like, I'll do it in front of your face. Like I'll prove it to you. Right. And to me, I think part of the responsible selling like is getting people results before you pitch them, because I don't think anybody should just be taking anybody's word online at this point. And like, most people aren't going to anymore. It's just not the same industry it was even a few years ago. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like I've seen the business coaching specifically part of, of the industry really morph and change some for the better and some not for the better in the last couple of years. And like, yeah, be discerning. Y'all. Yeah. Be discerning. Don't just believe the hype. Look for client results. Look for you know, what are they teaching? How are they teaching it? What are you getting? Right. Don't just buy somebody's vibe or buy somebody's presence. Like, fuck that. That does not guarantee you results. Or like what people are you going just, to learn. Gosh, these are my pet peeves. I'm like, let me tell you what I hate. <laughs> <laughs> my pet peeves are like people really just only sharing like their top testimonial stories. Like, I'd love to hear like your, your thoughts about about testimonials. But my biggest pet peeve lately is like this whole idea about like, you just pay to like be in my energy and like pay to be in my world. And then the other one is like, oh, you're going to like pay to like build your network and like pay for networking. And I'm like, you guys do not pay for for networking. Like there's so many free ways to network with lots of great people. And this whole idea of like, oh, the value is like just being in the space with everybody and like getting to know everybody. And it's like, please don't pay someone thousands of dollars for that. (laughs) For real. I'm right there with you. And like, I just want to say like, this is not like to critique or to bash anybody specifically. This is just like, these are themes that we're seeing out of the world. They're just trends in the industry. Yeah. But, but yeah, the whole, like, just come be in my energy. I don't know what I'm going to talk about and I don't know what I'm going to share and I don't know what I'm going to teach you or coach you, but just being in my vibe is worth the money is like, please stop. Please stop. Don't do that. That is, that should be an addition. That should be an add on. (laughs) Like, yeah, my vibe is amazing. And I'm going to teach you some shit. And I think like, yeah, a hundred percent. It's really like the, the ones that are like, it's worth it just to be in the room with these people. Like that's a, that's a value add for sure, but that shouldn't be the reason that you go. 
that's FOMO y'all that's fear of missing out on the connections versus like, what am I actually going to get when I'm in this container? It can't just be about the relationships that you build. Cause listen, everyone's available on fucking Instagram and TikTok and Facebook message a motherfucker. You don't have to pay to be in the same room with them. You can create a relationship with them. If you really want to, you can figure it out. <laughs> there are other ways, right? Like you don't have to pay for access. That might be an additional bonus. Like if you're in like, I'm trying to think of what his name is. I can't think of his name, but there's some room that's like a hundred thousand dollars a year. And like, that's where the, that's where the big leagues are. That's where Amy Porterfield hang out, hangs out and like all of these like high level people. And like, that's, that's valuable, but that's a bonus. That's not why you join that room. Yeah. You've got to be getting like a very specific ROI. And so, you know, I think when you're investing, just really looking at evaluating your business, First of all, the other thing I see is like people buying stuff to, I talked about this recently, but buying programs being like, I have this, I have this issue in my business or this thing isn't working. And instead of sitting there and evaluating it and putting your brain to work about why am I having this problem? What else could we do? What else could I try? Instead of doing that work, people will just be like, I'm just going to buy this program. And I've been totally guilty of that too, right? Where I'm just like, oh, like this isn't working. Let me hire this person. Like it's very expensive. I'm sure it'll be great. (laughs) We always want to throw money at our problems. And so like, let me actually sit down and see if I can figure it out. And I think it's a, it's a both thing, right? Cause like I could, I could ask a client, like, what do you think? But if they don't even know what the options are, it's, it's so much harder to try to get their brains to come up with ideas like it's like, it's like their mind is staring at a blank page. They're like, I don't, well, people don't, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And that's what makes it so tricky. But I think like just trying to figure it out and looking at like, what are the problems I have? If I fix them, I would have more money in the bank account. Right. And it's like, instead of just joining a general business program, maybe you need to hire someone to that specifically will grow your email list and give you a strategy you can use on Pinterest or on social media. Like that's their thing is they help people get leads on TikTok. And you're like, okay, if I have more leads in my business, I would be making more money. It's like that becomes an investment, you know, you can get an ROI on versus just like, let me just like pay for this random thing because my business isn't working and I don't know what to do. And I'm freaked out and I'm going to just throw some money at a problem, throwing money at problems in my experience has been like the worst investments I've ever made by far. I want to pick your brain about testimonials because this is like a pet peeve of mine, but it's like hard because I use testimonials in my business and I have testimonials in my business and I have flashy success stories, right? Yeah. We actually have like stopped sharing a lot of them because I thought this is like a new kind of thought process that's still bubbling in my mind, but I respect you a lot and I'd love to get like your take on all of this, but you know, we, we have a success story of someone that like did a launch and made like $10,000. Right. But that person came into my mastermind. Like she already had a product. She already had an audience. She just didn't know how to do a launch. Right. So I just showed her like kind of these couple little pieces she was missing and she was able to turn around and leverage that into 10 grand. We have lots of people at this point in my program that have had similar ish results to that. But I pulled those, I'm pulling them off of our sales page and stuff lately because I don't want people joining because they want to have a $10,000 launch because that person didn't come in with like nothing, right? And some people come into my program that don't have an audience yet and they don't have a niche yet and they don't know anything about online business. And my program is like so 
it's so broad because we have people coming in from beginners and then we have people coming in that have make $10,000 a month. And I'm like, I can help all of you. Like I know the process we do works. Uh, I know the coaching and community will help you. I know the resources we have will help you maximize your sales, no matter what level you're at. But I, I'm just hesitant. I feel like at this point to lead with those like flashy testimonials, because something I see in the industry that I think is problematic is like the dangling, the like flashy success stories and making that seem like that's just a result everybody is getting when like 98% of the people in those programs aren't getting them. There's like a small percentage that are like the star people, which is great. But I'm like, what about like everybody else? And is that misleading to be dangling these like shiny stories out? And I'd love to hear like your take on it because I'm still kind of sorting through it, I think. Yeah. Like my, my thoughts on that have, have evolved over the last couple of years. Like at first it was like, let me just share all of the big, the biggest wins. And I think that there's part of that is coming from like a desire to prove that what you're doing works. Yeah. That's useful. Sure. For some people that's going to be really helpful. And I think that, you know, sharing those with like, to me, it's like, I don't have a problem sharing those. I also share my role in it. So like, I actually recently sent an email talking about my client who did a webinar and it was her first ever webinar and she sold a new course. And my role in that was helping her decide what are we going to sell? How are you going to frame it? How are you going to pitch it? What, what options are there to work with you? And she ended up making like 38,000 EU And she broke down, like one of this was like a a one-on-one reach out. Another was for this program. Another was for this program. And my thinking behind sharing that was like, I want the people who are in that place in their business to understand that it can be as simple as put one webinar on Evergreen, but first you got to create the webinar and you got to make the high level decisions. And this can be an outcome that happens often and on repeat. And I also think that it's really valuable to delineate like this. You could even say like for your specifically, like this person was already making X, they were already running Y. These are the simple tweaks that we made that helped make this possible for them so that people have the context behind the testimonial. I think that yeah, that's, that makes a lot that's all that's really missing for a lot of people is like, okay, but what's the context? And is this, if this, is this normal? results that people can expect or is this right and a lot of those overnight success stories too I'll see people like I'll see people you know sharing like oh like this person came into my program and they like got this they did a hundred thousand dollar launch or something but I know that person that person is in their like eighth year of business you know what I mean and it's like they're sharing it like oh it's this overnight success story when really it's like yeah did they get some tools from the program that helped them sure right but also there is like another context there of like, this isn't someone that started their business a week ago. This is someone that, you know, has built a really loyal audience or like, you know, the person that came into my mastermind and did that, like she had a very loyal following that was ready to buy from her because she had been nurturing and not selling. (laughs) So so then when we put a sale in front of them, of course they all bought, right. And like, yeah, did I give her the tools to do the sale? Absolutely. But it wasn't like she had nothing and she, and like, we put it out and then magically like $10,000 got deposited into her account. Like that's not what happened. So I think you're right. I think the context of it 
is the piece that's often missing when people are sharing. Yeah. Well, and I think that it's useful too to think about like, what's the context? What was my contribution? How did I help? But I'm not going to take all the credit. And it's really useful for people to see like you celebrating the smaller wins and the like first victories. Like, oh my God, I finally got my call to action nailed down and people are starting to reach out to me. That is a big, big win. And I think that when we're only focused on let's do the high level super success testimonials, it's easy to discount those when that's what the majority are going to experience. So if you're thinking about like your ideal client and what are they looking for, like you don't want to go all the way into super aspirational. You want to show what are the steps along the way? Like, what are the, what are the tiny things that we're celebrating too, that are just as valuable that actually create those big wins and start adding up to those big wins? Yeah, I think that's really important. We've been doing that more. We've been sharing more lately of like those smaller testimonials and less of like the big, like flashy stuff. Cause I just, I don't know. I was just kind of tired of it. Like I was tired of seeing about it. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of hearing about like the hundred thousand dollar overnight launches success stories. And I don't want people in that mindset when they join my program. Like I really want people to come in. I always describe it as like, I want them like buckled in and like calm and ready to do the work and like ready to try some things and fail. And like, you know, I think a lot of times when we're sold on like the overnight success stories, then when we don't get that result immediately, it causes so much drama for people where people are like, well, I've done like all these launches. Like, why am I not making money? And when like their experience is actually very normal, when most of the successful entrepreneurs I know have tried a shit ton of things and failed at it and launched a ton of things that didn't go the way we wanted. And, you know, I've had so many programs, especially my first business where I was like, this is so good. They're going to love it. And it's like, oh, not everything Faith Mariah is excited about, which I'm excited about a new thing every two hours, right? It's not not everything that I'm excited about is actually going to be like a best-selling hit <laughs> program <laughs> and yeah. starting to like really figure out, like I had to, I didn't know sales, like when I came into this game, right? I was a social worker. So like, yeah. I had to really figure out like, what will people buy? What are they willing to pay for? How do I sell it? Like, these are all skills I had to learn, yeah. right? Over a period of time through failure, <laughs> Yes, a hundred percent. Well, and I, I loved what you said about that because it is absolutely so true that it's really easy to speak to the best possible results, but be discerning about that because what actually happens is that you have a lot of people roll in from excitement and think that they've just bought a magic pill and they have this super high expectation that shit's going to work and it's going to work quick and they don't understand the work that is actually involved. And so helping people understand, yes, you are going to get potentially results like this. And here is the work that is involved. Here are the steps you're going to have to take. Helps them like calm and settle down about, okay, I'm going to have to sit my ass down and figure some shit out. I'm going to have to do some projects and try some things and see what works for me because what works and was super successful that for that person over there is not necessarily going to work for you. You're at a different place in your business. You have a different audience. You have a different length of time. You've been doing these things. You might have different skills to learn. And no matter where you enter a business program that can work for you, they can all work, but you got to be willing to sit down and do the work instead of expecting an overnight success and beating yourself up for not having that like 
on lock immediately. Yeah, I think that's what I was tired of seeing is like people feeling like, oh, something's wrong with me. People will come into the mastermind sometimes and they'll be like, Faith, like I have been, I have bought so many things and I have done so many things. And they're just like so like disappointed and sad with how things have gone. And then when I talk to them, I'm like, how long have you had their business? They're like two years. I'm like, two years. I'm like, that's like a, I'm like, this is like a drop in the bucket. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking? I'm like, Man, you know, people go to like, co- like college to get business degrees. And like, you're trying to do social media management. You're trying to do marketing. You're trying to do sales. You're trying to run a business. Like those are all four-year degrees you can get in college. And I'm like, two years, like, nothing <laughs> i'm yeah, like baby you like, just getting started but they you see all these stories about people like oh my gosh like and i've of course like you can make money faster than that right but it's like sometimes if you have kids and you don't have any skills and like you're bootstrapping your way up like two years might not actually be that much time like i'm like yeah, there's lots of people certainly. that lots of people that make money faster but there's lots of people that it just takes more practice. It just takes more time for whatever reason. And I'm like, I just want to normalize that experience for people. Cause I think there's yeah. lots of entrepreneurs where their first business isn't profitable, but they go on to have a multiple six figure second or third business, or maybe their first and second year, they don't make any money. But then the third year they get that list and their messaging nailed down and they're like, good to go. And then you have a business that supports you the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, like, and you I gotta I like look that, at the big picture here. <laughs> I love that you said that because what I've seen for the people who really, it looks like they have overnight success is that they've been at the game for a longer time and they know how to market. Exactly. Because exactly. if you can market, you can sell. And sometimes the people who have spent years learning how to market, like they might just need some subtle tweaks to their business strategy and their mindset. And it's like, they take off like wildfire. So never compare yourself Mm -hmm. to people who've been at it for a much longer time. That was my, the number one thing that slowed me down in my business was always being like, yeah, but, but my friend over here, she's taking ass and taking names and I'm offering something similar. Why isn't that happening for me? It's like, she has 3000 people on her email list. You have 500 right? She's been marketing for 10 years. You've been doing this for like a minute. So like settle down. Yeah. Settle (laughs) down. You're playing a completely different game. (laughs) Absolutely. And, and I think that coming into running a business, it's so easy to look around and see so many success stories and what you truly don't always understand is how much you have to learn. And I love that you said that they were basically like different four-year degrees because you have to learn how to market. You have to learn how to sell. Every time you create a new offer, you have to learn how to market and sell that. You have to know how to There's create four-year offers. Degrees in like branding and website design. Like yeah. those are all separate four-year degrees. <laughs> yeah. And never mind, like if you are a service provider, you're also mastering your delivery and getting better and better at that. And so like yeah. expecting yourself to nail that shit in the first five minutes of your business is ridiculous. Stop doing that to yourself. If you're out there listening and you're doing that, like, I just want you to chill the fuck out a little bit, like take some pressure off Yeah, and just be committed to the learning and the growth and trying things. Cause you won't. And I want to say too, like I have see a lot of clients who are like, okay, but I bought this and I bought this and I bought this and I'm drowning myself in learning. And I'm like, and what are you, what, what revenue generating activities are you doing today? Nothing. Say it again, girl. Revenue generating activities, everybody. <laughs> Let's all say it together. Yeah, I'm like there's revenue a, there's generating a place, activities. There's a I place for taking... learning, and there's a place for action. You gotta fucking take action. You won't. The real learning yeah. happens when you try some shit and see if it works. 
Yeah. I love taking courses. I'm like, you know, super nerdy about oh, so many too. things. And I'm I like, love, teach me I all love, the things. I love taking courses. I love paying for personal development stuff and taking them. But I'll tell you guys, uh, no one's cutting me a check for that shit. It's not like I get to sit here all day and ignore my launch and ignore my clients and ignore my team and just take courses. Like no one is going to pay you to take courses. Nope. <laughs> like it, It's just kind of an extra thing you have to do if you want to get better and you want to do better for your people and your clients, and you want your business to grow. Like you're going to need education to do that. But like what Melanie's saying, it has to be outside of the revenue generating activities. I can't just say like, oh, I'm not going to pitch. I'm not going to do my sale. I'm not going to get ready for my launch. I'm going to take this program because I have bills to pay. And I have a team of people that also support themselves from my business. And so it's it's like, you got to make those decisions as a business owner. And the most important thing in business is the bottom line, it's profit. Like that's what a successful business is. I know people hate when I say that, but it's like, that is the difference between your business failing and your business being successful is profit. Like it matters in business. And you've got to look at like, what are the most important activities for me to do today to get revenue in the door? Because that's what makes this shit sustainable. You will not be able to keep in business year after year after year after year, if you're not able to pay yourself, like you will go out of business, you will close your doors and you will help nobody. And so I think it's really important that we're able to prioritize, like, yes, I want to learn. And yes, that's important. And I have to do the daily tasks of getting clients, nurturing them and selling to them. Otherwise there's no money. And then the business fails. Yeah. To me, this is a a yes and proposition. Like I have a lot of clients come to me and they're like, okay, but I'm spending all day learning. And I'm like, okay, I want you to get that down to one hour (laughs) a day. Like you have, yeah. And be strategic (laughs) One, one hour a day. And then before you do any of that, because that is the brain's very useful thing to do that feels like you're doing something. And that's not to say that you're not, but you aren't doing the revenue generating activities that will actually create traction in your business, like creating relationships with people, making direct offers, selling your programs, putting out calls to actions, making offers. Right. And so what I tell them is like, you schedule that shit first and you do that shit first, and then you can go spend an hour learning. But don't neglect the selling at the, because really what you're neglecting is the money in your business at the expense of learning more that you aren't necessarily then turning into revenue. Because what are you doing with that learning? Are you helping somebody? Are you fixing something in your business? Are you making some tweaks or are you just absorbing and then going, ah, I'm so overwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah. Which was me. I can speak to that because that was me for like a solid two oh, years. Oh yeah, me too. Business. That's why I'm laughing. I'm like, <laughs> and it feels, it's so tricky when you're in it. Cause it feels like, this is how I always evaluate when people come to me and they're like, they're like, I'm like, how much money are you making? And they're like, not making any money. But then they're telling me like, I'm working so hard, Faith. Like I'm just working all the time and I'm working so hard. And I'm like, what are you doing? And when I look at what they're actually outputting, when we look at like, what are they actually creating for their body of work? Mm-hmm. How many offers are they making? How much time are they spending communicating and talking to potential clients? It's like very little, like they're not outputting mm-hmm. anything. Like they're just consuming lots of content and they think about their business a lot. And it's yeah. tricky because it feels like they're working really hard because they're like thinking yeah. and thinking and thinking and thinking. And I'm always like, the action is where 
the answers are. Like yep. thinking about what you're going to do is not how you figure out the right price, not how you figure out the right program. It's like, yeah, we have to think about things. Melanie and I are both like mindset nerds. <laughs> you guys all do listen to us probably know that. But at the end of the day, it's like the clarity is in the action. So like to me, the mindset piece is really about how do I keep people in action long enough, right? Because if I just get them to try to muscle their way through the action, because I know they need to take action for a long time, right? Before they even see any results, it's like the point of the mindset stuff is to take the action for a sustainable amount of time and to make that action sustainable so they can do it day after day after day. Yep. Whereas like what I see a lot of people do is they're like, I just try to do the mindset piece, but they're not doing any action. And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I want to, I want to tell everybody listening. And this is what I told my son, like feminist <laughs> course is like the mindset is step one. Yeah. <laughs> it's not where you fucking stop. Yeah. I love you. I know that that's the fun, easy thing to do for your brain. Or it's the thing that it's just easy to get lost in and try to find the perfect thoughts to take the action. And it's like, this is step one. And then you go do something. The action, right? It's like, you use go the take mindset the to drive the action. It's not just the mindset. It's like, we re- like, you know, you can like raise and align your belief and that helps you be able to take the action longer. <laughs> that's why I want you guys to coach yourself. I'm like, I don't want you to coach yourself because I like, it's not because I care about if you guys are like happy and feeling good all the time. I'm like, I'm a business coach. I'm like, if I thought I could make you money where you were miserable and hated everything, that's what I would coach you. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not attached to you guys feeling happy and like having fun all the time, but I'm like, but I know that's what makes the action sustainable. And so that's why I care about the mindset piece. Right. I think people think I want them to feel positive all the time. I'm like, no, I'm like, I just want you to be able to take the action long enough. And if you're thinking negative about yourself and negative about your business, I know you're going to get burned out. And this is where you get people in those stop start cycles, right? Where they get excited and they go really hard with the action, but then their thoughts are not sustainable. And it's like, it takes so much more effort to take action on your business every day when you're thinking, this is never going to work. I've wasted all my time. I've wasted all my money. So-and-so is making more than me. I don't know what I was thinking. I can never do this. It's like, it takes more energy for you to take the action when you're thinking that way. And that's why I care about the mindset. I'm like, people think I just want everybody to feel happy and good all the time. I'm like, no, I'm like, I I would absolutely. I told the mastermind this. I was like, I would absolutely coach you guys to just be miserable and get over it. If I thought it could make you money. (laughs) (laughs) it's like it won't work (laughs) I'm like we have lots of evidence like in this community that it won't work because I'm like you guys are so hard on yourselves and if beating yourself up made you money you all be rich (laughs) yep 100% we'd all be a million all women would be millionaires (laughs) well and I I love this too because it's the it's the same with like so many people want the confidence to do the thing and they only want to work on let me get my mindset right so that I feel confident and then I can take the action and I'm like what if it's both? <laughs> like you build yeah. your confidence and then you also get confidence from taking the action over and over and over and desensitizing to how terrible it feels the first 10 times, 20 yes. times. Having negative times. emotion tolerance will make you guys a lot of money. I'm telling you what, because yes. it's like the reality is, and you probably have this, you're like writing a book. Like I'm sure there was times where you're like writing your book where you're like, not, I'm sure lots of times you're excited about it and you love it. But then other times you're like, I want to go eat a snack or I want to go to the pool or I want to oh go like, walk around or like, you're not like 100%. sitting there like, yay. Oh <laughs> my God. The, it, another hour so, on the book. <laughs> so for context, I just got back from um, a four day weekend at a five-star hotel where I worked on my book for like three of those days, two, two or three of those days, but yeah, the like, entire, are you like, let me just lay in the bed. That's what my brain would be like. Let's just take a nap. I did that. I did that. But the entire first day was like, 
I don't like this. I don't like where this is going. I'm going to restructure the whole thing. Yeah. And that's what I did the first day. And then the next day it was like, oh, I can sit down and write 3000 words at a take because it was just so much easier. Cause I'd already gotten through the discomfort of, I don't like this. This doesn't feel good. I don't want to. Okay. I'm just going to walk to target, which is right down the road. Okay. I'm just going to go shopping at Louis Vuitton, which yeah. I did. Okay. I'm just going to lay in the bed. Okay. I'm going to make a spa appointment. I'm going to get in the pool. Like I did those things. And I was still continuing to think about why doesn't this feel good? How can I help this feel better? How can I make this more fun for myself? My brain always loves to add the pressure with like, you're running behind, you aren't on schedule. You're not doing what you said you would do. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your money. And I'm like, okay, stop. Let's take all the pressure off everything that I do. This was my number one thought that really helped me. If it helps all of you, everything that I'm doing right now is going to help me write this book. Yeah, that's a good taking the pressure off walking, thinking while I'm walking, getting on the Peloton, going for a swim and not thinking about a thing in the world. All of this is going to help me write this book. And it was absolutely true. I love but, that. But I oh. couldn't write until I intentionally took the pressure off. And it's the same with like taking action in your business. Like everything that you do is adding to your body of work. So everything that you put out is valuable and is going to help someone. Even if they don't sign up today, even if they don't click your link today, even if they don't reply today, it's all working in your favor. So like just lighten the fuck up and have a little fun with it. Take the pressure off so that you can show up consistently and have a good time with it. That is those are the people, those are the entrepreneurs that end up making it in the long run. I think I have a workshop that I'm doing for the mastermind that's coming out soon about this, but it's about like quick recoveries, right? And where I think what I think really separates people that are kind of successful entrepreneurs and people that stay stuck and struggle with this stuff for such a long time is that quick recovery where it's like your brain is like, offering you all these thoughts. And then instead of being like, oh my God, like I'm a business coach. Like I teach people this, like, why am I doing this? Like, I shouldn't even be having these thoughts. I should be in alignment with my book. It's like, you're just like, oh, hold on. Let me like recover. Right. And like reconnect to this project and not let that like continue to spiral out. Whereas like, I see a lot of, especially we call them like baby entrepreneurs in the mastermind. I guess it's probably not very nice, but we're like, when you're a baby entrepreneur, it's like, everything seems so dramatic and everything is a make or break moment. And like every thought is like the worst thought and every failure is like the worst failure. And it's like kind of being able to just like, like you're saying, take the pressure off, neutralize the situation a little bit so you can get back in the game. Right. Cause you could have spent the whole weekend spiraling out about, oh my God, I wasted my whole first day and I didn't get this done. And I said I was going to do that. And I'm supposed to be a business coach. I'm supposed to be a mindset expert. And like, what am I even doing? And why is this happening? And it's like being able to stop that, <laughs> I yep. think is kind of the key to everything. Right. And then the quick recovery for me is like, when you start spiraling like that, can you slow everything down, neutralize things so you can reconnect? to your project and get back to the momentum. And I think it's not about like, if you spiral or not, because we all know we're, we have human brains, it's going to happen. I'm like, I have the most dramatic brain in the world. It's insane. Right. <laughs> it's like every two seconds, it's like, have you thought about this terrible thing? <laughs> and I just have to like, be able to recover quickly. It's not about like not spiraling. It's about the quality of like your recovery when you have those moments. Right. And yeah. so I really like that story a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, and for full context, like this is something that I, I had to work on intentionally 
with my own mindset work, because that is what I used to do. I used to spiral out and I would have lost, oops, I would have lost that entire weekend to the spiral, beating myself up and shaming myself and trying to write with pressure. And like, that's how I never got a book or a podcast done for like two years before I finally sat my ass down and did it was all of that, that internal drama and like haymaking. <laughs> it's like making, like telling myself just this awful story and then yeah. sitting in it and believing it and fueling well, it, it and continuing to tell it. action you take more difficult, right? Yeah. When you're thinking, like I suck and why am I like this? And this is so difficult. It's like every action you take requires like 10 times as much effort. That's yeah. why I'm like getting to people. I'm like, you don't even have to think like you're great and your stuff is the best. You just have to like neutralize your shitty story a little bit and you'll be amazed at how much more you can get done because it takes less effort, right? If I'm thinking like, my business is growing and things are good. It's a lot easier for me to sit down and work than if I'm like, this sucks. The business isn't going to work. I've wasted all this time. It's like, it takes more energy, right? To actually do the action. And so that's why I'm like on this like quick recovery thing with people lately. And I think sometimes we get coaching too. And then we use all of it against ourselves. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) We're like, I know better. (laughs) So true. Well, and, and that, that can look like, like, oh, I'm doing it wrong or, you know, Melanie told me what to do and I don't want to do it that way. And therefore there's something wrong with me. And it's like, no, just if that's not what you want to do, it's okay. Go find your way, but just go do something. This is something that comes up in in my mastermind often. They're like, okay, but I don't want to do it that way. And I'm like, okay, I'm just giving you an option. (laughs) Yeah. How do you want to do it? What sounds fun to you? Right. And it's like, just find the ways that feel enjoyable for you so that you are at the end of the day, doing activities in your business and bringing on, you know, repeatable processes in your business that you enjoy so that you are creating a business that you enjoy, because otherwise, what are we doing here? Right. You did not create your business (laughs) to fucking hate, right? Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's like, you could just go get a nine to five. You don't like Yeah, (laughs) save yourself a lot of grief. Just go complain about your coworker. It's a much easier thing to do. It's a lot easier than making a whole ass business and like teaching yourself all this stuff, right? 100%. I think that's the hardest thing for people about being an entrepreneur is because we're basically indoctrinated, right? Our entire lives about how to be good employees. And I think that's where that stuff comes from is like, people are like, well, Melanie told me like to do it this way. And I want to be good. That's how we're taught, like to be good yeah. employees and good students and good, whatever. It's like, you just do what you're told. You yep. just do what you're told. That's it. Well, you and, say goodbye, so you're just people, asking, you do what you're told. <laughs> yeah. So many people start their business and they're like, well, I don't have anyone telling me what to do. So I don't know what to do. Right. Right. And that's like, the hardest part to overcome. Yeah. Like, yeah. You have to, you're the one that's going to call the shots. Like it has yep. to be, and it's always going to be you. This is yep. the part that has been really humbling to me too. And I wonder if you've experienced this, but I kind of thought like, when I hit certain revenue levels or I hit certain goals, I would like feel like I knew what I was doing. And I feel like it's almost like, like not the opposite, but it's almost like, well, now, you know, we're, I think we did 230 last year. So we have like a multiple six figure business. I've never run a multiple six figure business before. It's like, and I want to scale to 500. I've never done that before. So it's not like you reach a point where you're like, oh, now you know what you're doing. It's like, no, you just like, what I've come to is like, you're just always at a place where you just don't know what you're doing because I'm always going to want to grow. I'm always going to want to help more people. That's just what I want personally for me and like how my personality is. 
And so it's like, well, if I'm always going to be like that, I can let go of this story about like, I don't know what I'm doing. And the story was kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing. And all these other entrepreneurs, they have it all figured out. (laughs) Right. And the truth is y'all, none of us have it figured out. We're all figuring it out as we go. We're all trying new shit as we go. And we learn and we iterate and evaluate and try again and try again. That is the secret to success is just staying in it long enough to figure out what works for you. Staying in it long enough is like probably 90% of the equation, to be honest, because it's like if you just keep trying stuff, like eventually you'll find something that works for you, that you like doing, that you're able to make profitable, right? But so like 90% of success, I think, is like just not giving up, like just not quitting and being just like I'm saying, like strapped in and showing up to the game. Show up. 90% (laughs) of the win is showing up. It's true. I got to pick your brain since you're like a sales expert. I'd love to hear your like ethical sales tips. I know we're like running out of time, but can you give us like just a couple, like what are like your, if we're, people are feeling like what I'm doing is icky. I don't like my sales strategy. I would like to do what Melanie's talking about. Sounds nice. Like they're like sales sounds fun. Right. But yeah. like, they're probably like, how do you even do that? Like, how do you even get started figuring yeah. out what your process is going to be? So I have a whole masterclass on this. If you would like to get it, it's at melaniechilders.com. But essentially what I teach in my masterminds and my courses is giving people the agency to decide for themselves and letting them know, just being very clear, right? Like you have, this is a hundred percent in your hands. You get to decide and I'm going to show up and help show you how I can help you get the thing that you said that you wanted. And I'm going to ask you every step of the way. Do you still want to know more? Do you still want to keep going? You're asking for their consent to continue. And what that creates for them is the trust and the safety that you're not going to try to strong arm them into something that they, that they don't want. And so at, at the end of my sales calls, and now like at the end of DMS, it's like, I can help you with this. Do you want to do this work? And do you want to do it with me? Do you want to take this one step further? And knowing that like, you know, people talk about overcoming objections a lot and just knowing that like, that's what the human mind does. Those are normal. Our brain's job is to seek pleasure, avoid pain and do the routine thing. And so a lot of avoiding the pain is figuring out if they can afford it, figuring out if they have the time, if they're willing to make the time. And so just being present and not having an agenda, but showing up in like, I call it collaborating with their dream, showing up in the same desire that they have for their own dreams. It's like, okay, well, if you did want to figure it out, how would you figure it out? Do you want to talk about how to figure that out with me? I'm here to help you. And if it's a no for now, it's okay. You can't hurt my feelings and there won't be any repercussions and I'm not going to drop you like a hot rock. Would you like me to check in with you later and see if the timing is right when you think it'll be right? And then follow up like that creates more trust too. It's like not trying to strong arm them into a sale today and doing what you said you would do. Yeah. I think a lot of that too, because a lot of the things you're talking about, like following up, like those are all things like that are taught. Right. But I think the energy, the energetics of it are a lot different where it's not like you're just trying to get on a call and close a sale. Right. It's like, you're really trying to figure out like, is this the best fit for you and for me? Right. And this is, I've never actually even really done that many sales calls because I've always had groups just because I started with a bigger audience and like Mm -hmm. more demand, I think, than a lot of coaches. 
just because I already had a big network, like a lot of people knew yeah. who I was and stuff. Cause I had been a blogger for a long time. So people knew me from that. So I've never done the sales call thing, but I've always felt like anytime I've done them, I'm just like very unattached. Like if people sign up or not, cause anytime I have yeah. one-on-one, I barely do any one-on-one. So if I open a one-on-one spot or we open a group, I know someone else will just take that spot. <laughs> yep. So I'm like, I'm like very unattached, like to the outcome. And I'm just like, this is what it is. Let me answer your questions. Like, you know, and I yeah. think the energetics of it, I think that unattachedness is what creates the safety, like with what you're talking about yeah. versus how we're taught to do sales calls, which feels has always felt weird to me. Yeah. But a lot of it is really like how to get them through the objections. So they're yes. And like how to get them, like coach them through it and like how to get them to sign. Um, yeah. And oh like my, gosh, my, I, have my... A whole, <laughs> I have a whole section where I teach them how to detach from the sale. Because yeah. if you go in thinking I need to close, I need to close, I need to close. Right. What you actually close is the door of connection between you and that person. Right. Because you're it's... so focused on what you need and not them it's very different when someone's unattached and they're like, I just want to figure out if you're the best person for this spot. And if this is the right thing for you. And I want to answer your questions. Do you want me to follow up with you? Like, it's very different if someone asks in that place versus like, if they're just trying to close a call and they're like, let me like give you a discount and like, let me get a sign up right now. And like all this stuff. Right. And let me follow up with you tomorrow. It's like, you can tell the difference. Right. And so I think yeah. a lot of it is like, being able to get yourself to a place where you're unattached. This is also why I've been telling people, I'm like, get a side hustle. I'm like, if you are desperate for money and you feel like I need my business to pay my bills right now, like, I'm like, that is not fair to your customers. It's not fair to your business. Like, stop putting that shit on your customers. Like, go get a separate not, side hustle to yeah, pay that stuff. It's not fair to your humanity. Your human yeah. body is not meant to operate under that kind of stress. That kind of stress, right? You'll shoot your nervous system out for yeah. sure. Yeah. And then you're putting all this pressure on your customers and your little tiny baby business that it needs to pay your bills. It's like, yep. you know, take some of that pressure off. I'm like, just go wait tables or something like, and get some yeah. of that pressure off of you. Starbucks and it, is always hiring. <laughs> just the reason I tell people that is because of what you're saying. I think it's very hard to do sales when you're so focused on like needing the money and needing to close the sale. It's hard yep. to be unattached when you are in your back of your mind, like, oh shit, I can't pay rent. It's like very, very hard. It's very difficult for people to be in this space to sell. And I think this is trying, I think is kind of closing down, but you know, stuff comes and goes in and out of fashion in the space. And there was a while where I was seeing a lot of coaches being like, oh, just go all in. And like, if you're like, if you really believed in yourself, like you would invest in these really expensive programs and you would quit your job and you would, you know, overspend on these programs you can't actually afford. And I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, it's so hard that. to make sales when you're in that energy because it automatically puts you more desperate. It yeah. just does. Yep. So desperate I've been on this. does not sell. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm, and, well, and I'm always on this thing where I'm like, if I thought it would work, I would tell you guys, but I'm like, it just doesn't, I don't see it working. Right. I'm like, if I thought you guys could all be desperate and make all this money, like I would let you be as desperate as you want, but it's just, it doesn't work for sales. Right. Because you can't really be unattached because you do care. You're like, I do want you to sign up <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> like, I want the money. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I need the money to pay my bills. Yeah. yeah of course. Yeah, of course you're going to be attached. Right. Yeah. So I love that. Well, let, tell everybody where to find you, where should we stalk you, where are your favorite places to hang out on the internet right now? 
Absolutely. So I am at melaniejilders.com. I have a mastermind called the Bad Bitch Business Mastermind, where you learn all the business foundations to grow your business. And then you learn the simple scaling strategy to scale it to multiple six and seven figures. And all of the information is on my website there. I also host the Bad Bitch Entrepreneur podcast and a free Facebook group called the Bad Bitch Entrepreneur coming out with me. And what You've about been having you? mad value in that Facebook group lately. I saw you were it's doing like fun. And like, yeah, it's so fun. I love it. You should join if you want some free shit and some free value and some like <laughs> no fucks given and no filters. <laughs> <Go change. laughs> well, you're, you're in the right place on my podcast. I, know, like, right? <laughs> I just have to swear all the time. Cause I, I never want somebody to join my mastermind and like be surprised when I'm coaching them and say, fuck, you know, same, <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm like, I need them all to know off the gate, what they're getting. Like, I just can't pretend I'm like, and I'm never trying to offend people. I'm like, this is just how I talk. And I have to be able to talk <laughs> to do my job. Exactly. I so coach the same the right way. Place, I'm like, if girl. you don't show up in your marketing and in your selling as yourself, people are going to be real shocked when they meet you in your containers. So oh like, gosh, just be can yourself. You can you imagine if we all got like, if you and I were like in the front end of our business, like I'm a very like professional buttoned up, like by the books, <laughs> fancy business lady. And then we get on the call with them and we're like, what the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> it's like these things don't match right <laughs> like it exactly. all has to be consistent all exactly. the way through <laughs> <laughs> so tell us where to find you out in the wild internet streets yeah. i'm at vaporeye.com i hang out on instagram a bit lately i've been being better about it so if you want to be instagram friends we've been doing little business tips over there and short pep talks i have the podcast which is still actually branded as the blogging breakthroughs podcast but we're going to rebrand it because it's not just for bloggers anymore. So I started as a blogging coach, but now I work with lots of life coaches. We have people in my mastermind that are selling stuff on Etsy and physical products. We have people selling printables. We have all different kinds of business models, which is really fun. But I'm always like, if you have a human brain and you want to scale to six figures, I can help you. (laughs) So If you want to learn how to make money online, I've been making full-time income online for like the last seven years now. So I feel like a dinosaur in internet time. (laughs) Everything. And tell us about your summit really quickly. Yeah, we're doing the Authentic Seller Summit and we have Melanie's coming and a bunch of really awesome people are coming. So you'll get emails from me and Melanie about that. If you're in our world, it's going to be all amazing. All sales tips. Our goal is just to give you guys just the best content in a short amount of time to help you make more sales in an authentic and ethical way. And so we're very, very excited about that. My team's working really hard right now to put that together. I hope you guys all come. It's going to be awesome. And yeah, I think that's all I have to say. Anything else? We need like a parting wisdom for them or something. (laughs) (laughs) Go sell and don't beat yourself up for wherever you are in your business. You are just be committed to learning and growing and always be taking those revenue generating activities every day. I love that. Yeah. I love what you said. I think just keep at it and it will work. This is my favorite thought about business that I use. That's made me a lot of money. And it's just this idea of like, down is always on the way to up. I'm like, it's working. It's working. It's working. It's always working. It's never not working. It's always working. Backwards is always forward. Down is always up. And I'm like, everything is moving us towards, I'm scaling to a million right now. So that's like my big vision dream, right? I'm like, I'm a dreamer, right? So I'm like, 
I'm like, everything is moving us towards that seven figure goal. There's no world and no scenario where we're not moving towards that. It's all pushing us towards that goal all the time. Even when it feels like shit's not working. I'm like, no, shit is always working in my favor. I'm like, it is working for me. Yes. I love that. Sometimes it's easier to believe than others, right? Yeah. I love that. And I, I use that too. And I love thinking like my success is inevitable and I don't have to be in a hurry. It doesn't have to happen a day and I don't have to wear myself out trying to get there. It's always working and it's happening and it's coming and I don't have to rush. That belief like has anchored me through so much too, right? And I think when we get antsy and anxious and weird, a lot of times it's like that fear of like, oh my God, it's never going to happen. It's not working. It's all like coming down, right? But if you can kind of like let it go and just be like, eventually I'm going to get what I want. This is just what it is, right? I'm like, eventually I'm going to have a six-figure business. Eventually I'm going to get to a million. Eventually I'm going to have this. And that's just how it's going to go, right? And I'm just like, I have it written on my like whiteboard. It's just like, I won't stop until I make a million. I just, I'm not going to stop, right? And in that way I can like guarantee the outcome and that like what you're saying, it's like, it's inevitable, it's done. And then I'm very strapped in and calm. Um, Yeah, so that's it. That's the wisdom, you guys. (laughs) I love it. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I love your cat. My cat is like, my cat's like, you've been sitting here too long. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll let you guys go. I have ADHD. I'm like, oh, cat. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being here. This has been amazing. This was so So fun. I'll talk to you soon.